What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, a.k.a. The Fade God, back again for another week of fades. Alongside me today, we got Ray Volo, the A squad here. No Dino today. Ray, how are we feeling? Uh, good to be back. You know, we got, we got Fade God. We got uh, right. me, who's just struggling right now, big time. Big. You big want to switch fi- over? No, I, I'm not a pussy. But, uh, <laughs> big five unit loss last week. I get back on track. Uh, I like my picks this week, to be honest with you, but time will tell. Time will tell. You may call me a pussy, but uh, my bank account last week looked a hell of a lot larger than yours. So hey, that's facts. Can't, this, can't really can't hate too much. This pussy's got some cash in his pocket. Hey, let's be real. You lost all that shit. Eventually. I was going Oh, it's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really good slate of uh, of games this week. Let's get right into it. First one, we got a little ACC action here. Uh, number 14, Syracuse on the road at number five, Clemson. Clemson, a 13.5-point favorite right now. Ray, this is a big game for Syracuse. I feel like this is almost uncharted territory for them. Yeah, this is pretty insane. I actually had written down, like, Syracuse undefeated, obviously, because, you know, we all thought this was going to happen. Right. But uh, so how does your allegiance stand for Syracuse football? You uh, you root for them unless they're playing Penn State or uh, can't say I've ever watched the Syracuse football game outside of, uh, you know, maybe a couple bets. But um, the allegiance does not run that far. You may have to hop on the bandwagon now, man. They look they yo, they get past here. They got a road to the offs. That's true. Maybe I, uh, I I put it in my Twitter bio, Syracuse football. <laughs> so everybody knows I was there before. But I, I kind of fuck with Syracuse, to be honest with you. I like the, they have a really good um, quarterback and running back duo. Sean Tucker at running back is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 644 yards on the year. He's like a big back. He can kind of do it all. And I, I don't know why. I like only watch like a game or two of Syracuse, but I really like their quarterback, uh, Garrett Schrader. I think he's like a fourth-year junior uh, transfer from Mississippi State. He was pretty highly regarded recruit, too, but. He's got some size, like six four, and he's also he can run the ball too. I'm pretty sure he was like, um, I think he had like seven hundred rushing yards last year, if I'm not mistaken. Like he can, he's uh, athletic as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of think that um, it's it's a really tough matchup though. Like let's just be honest, like that Clemson front is incredibly hard to run on. I think they're allowing less than like a hundred yards a game. So they're gonna have to really like their offensive lines have to step the fuck up and move some bodies. And they right. need to keep it close. They can't play catch up uh, football. Right. And yeah, for Syracuse, obviously the, the best part of this team is their run game with Sean Tucker and, and Schrader adds in with his legs too. But going against arguably the best front in, in the country um, and what Clemson does the best too is, there, is their run defense. It's going to be a really, really tough game. This 13 and a half line, um, spoiler, this is one of my picks. Uh, as a as a fade, um, I really like Syracuse at thirteen and a half, but I'm taking Clemson in this game. Um, it's it's just gonna be a. I feel like it may be an uphill battle for them. Um, but if Sean Tucker can get loose a couple times and they can keep this game close, who knows? Schrader did. Uh, he has protected the ball well this season, but did throw two picks last week against NC State. Um. And NC State without Devin Leary playing, they just couldn't do anything with it. But you got to protect the ball against this Clemson team. If you throw two picks against this Clemson team, game's over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this Clemson offense has been playing a lot better too uh, recently. DJ has like 17 touchdowns, only two picks on the year too. He's been, he's been looking it. great. 
and this team is just i mean clearly they have the talent advantage like clemson is they have they have nfl talent all over the field uh you'll see shipley will be playing the nfl eventually obviously he's not draft eligible and then that defensive front dude is just fucking loaded really nightmare matchup for syracuse if i'm being honest uh i feel like this is one of those games that we'll know within like the first seven minutes like what's gonna hit like I feel like it's not going to go down to the like, you know it's not going to go down the wire like a it's going to be either right away it'll be okay word like Clemson's going to beat the fuck out of them mm-hmm. or you're going to you can tell it's going to be a dog fight and that thirteen and a half is going to be a wildly high number right and Clemson getting this game at home too if this was a Syracuse home game you know maybe I feel a little bit better about their chances um, but Clemson at home especially with the Syracuse team coming in undefeated they want to beat the fuck out of them get out of this game unscathed and, you know, make that push to, to the ACC championship and then most likely a playoff if, if they're undefeated and then win the ACC. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I guess some, some guys I'm looking at for, like, draft uh, purposes, Schrader is one of them. I mean, like I said, fourth-year junior. He's got, like, intriguing tools with his uh, size, speed, and athleticism. And then also their linebacker on Syracuse, uh, Michael Jones. He's their leading tackler. He's like 6'1", 225, typical modern-day off-ball linebacker. He can play sideline to sideline. And then someone on Clemson, uh, their edge, uh, K.J. Henry, kind of gets lost in the shuffle of that like ultra-talented uh, defensive front. He's like the fifth-year senior. He was a five-star, I think number six overall recruit when he came out. Uh, I think he had seven pressures last week in Florida State, uh, tied for most in the country. So he's, he's only going off from here. He's super athletic. I think he's like 6'5", 250. Uh, explosive off the edge, so I'm excited to see if he can get some more reps and turn some of those pressures into sacks. Nice. All right, we'll move on to the second game, a little Pac-12 action. We got number nine, UCLA. Number 10, Oregon. Oregon, a six-and-a-half-point favor right now. I personally don't understand this line at all, but um, I'm not betting this game, but I kind of feel like I may end up betting this game in the end, and I'll probably end up betting UCLA, UCLA money line. I do think they win this game outright. Um, this game for me is just going to come down to Oregon's defensive line and how they control this run game for UCLA. Zach Charbonnet has been on fire recently, and DTR, we know what we can, he can do with his legs. Um, both these teams coming off a bye, um, so they, they should know each other really well. Uh, really looking forward to this game, honestly. I haven't seen too much of Oregon um, after they got destroyed in game one uh, to Georgia, but looking forward to see the Bo Nix and, and DTR, that that matchup they got. I mean, you honestly, you really touched on it. It's going to, it all comes down to that Oregon front being able to stop this running game. Uh, UCLA is, they are designed to run the football at a high tempo. We all know this, and, but they're probably the, more proven team, I think, at this point in the year, which is wild to say because, but they're coming off a uh, win against Washington a couple weeks back. Right. Where they, they, and they kind of like, they took it to them. That was a Friday night game. And then they beat Utah the following week that beat them by 10. I had that one money line, which I thought was kind of like a gimme. Uh, I know Utah's defense isn't the Utah defense that it has been in the past, but like putting 42 up against them is really a good sign. It's going to come down to, like like they said, stopping the run game. And I also think that like Bo Nix is due to have one of his fucking flub-ass games where he <laughs> chokes. Uh, them being home is really what I think what is obviously driving this line. Uh, 
and that over also that over under 71 and a half is so goddamn high i wanted yeah. to take the under so badly but i just didn't have the stones to do it uh i don't really know like this is one of those ones if i was like i'm not this type of person but this screams like a fade god should fade if i'm you and you said that like ucla like you're in fade mode i would be hammering um uh, Oregon, Oregon right now. yeah, hundred. Uh, this just, I mean, this is just screams sucker line. It it, it <sighs> screams it. This is what I had. Uh, I mean, it actually ended up covering uh, last week with USC, but this is one of the ones I saw the line. I gasped a little bit. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Um, I'm a, I'm a big UCLA guy though. I love I just love uh, Chip Kelly offenses, especially in, in the college game. So I'm excited to see this one. Three thirty. Uh, it's gonna be right during the fucking main event, which is kind of whack, but. We'll have it on another TV, definitely. Yeah. I'm curious to see if this line moves at all. Six and a half, like the- I think I think it went down to six at one point too. I, I don't know what I uh I think it was I saw a six and a half a day. So it, I think it's gonna end up moving in UCL UCLA's favor a little bit, if I had to guess, but I mean that's what I would assume. Honestly, if I was handicapping these lines, I'd probably would have made it four and a half, five. Um but yeah, we'll see. Sewell and and Flo and uh, the other linebacker, what's his name, Bassa, uh, got to be big for Oregon. They got to slow down DTR and Chardonnay to have any chance. I think in this game, because I do think even though Oregon's been putting up big numbers, um, I don't know if they have the firepower to go score for score with UCLA. I don't think I. I told Chris is I don't think any team does in the country, to be honest with you. They play at such a fast pace, and when that running game's going, it's fucking exhausting for a defense. Right. Uh, I think also one one of these edges, you didn't, or I guess the linebacker edge for Oregon you didn't mention is their leading sack guy, DJ Johnson. I think he's like a sixth-year senior or something, which is pretty wild, transferring my, from Miami. Uh, he's like 6'4", 270, so kind of unlike the typical edge rusher that uh, Oregon has had in the past. But he's gonna need to uh, make an impact too. I don't know if he's gonna how he's gonna do though with someone like with that frame. I don't think he's a explosive and a- athletic to keep up with uh, Dorian and uh, Charbonnet. But we'll see. And then also on the other side, I know you touched on him. I think last week or two weeks ago, uh, Leatu Latu on mm-hmm. uh, UCLA. Dude, six and a half sacks already on the year. Crazy. Uh, he wasn't even supposed to play. Like, wasn't he like supposed to retire too? Right. Yeah, he was like they told him he would never play football again. Yeah, I, I love those types of stories. Really cool. Uh, he's dynamic off the edge too. So I think he's he's gonna be in Bo Nix's face a lot. And if they, I mean, if they want to have, a, if they want to win, Bo Nix has to put up a dud, and he's gonna be a really big part of that. Obviously. Right. All right, we'll move on to our third game. Last two games, a little Big 12 action. Haven't uh, haven't seen that in a while. This Big 12 is kind of a gauntlet, honestly. It really is, dude. They beat the um, shit out of each other. It's pretty crazy. Uh, first game we're looking at, though, uh, number 20, Texas, on the road, number 11, Oklahoma State. Texas coming off um, three-point victory over Iowa State. And obviously, Oklahoma State, uh, a heartbreaking double overtime loss to TCU. They really needed that game. Um, that would have been a really, really nice win on the road. Spencer Sanders struggling with a shoulder injury right now, but he is playing through it. And Ewers, since he's come back, um, has looked good. This is a six and a half for Texas on the road right now. Um, Ray, what do you think about this game? This is another line that's legitimately bipolar right now. I don't I understand. Don't understand what, this line at all. I get. I mean, I'm assuming this line is because Spencer Sanders is hurt, but even six and a half points on the road is kind of crazy to me. I mean, 
Texas is off. I mean, I, I'll spoil alert. I know you already gave you spoiled one for yourself. I'll spoil one for me. Yeah, spoil. I love over 61 and a half in this game. Absolutely love it. I think there's going to be points in bunches, regardless of his, if uh, Sanders plays or not. I think that um, obviously that Mike Gundy offense is just built to put points on the board and throw it through the air. Uh, Texas has their defense has been pretty good this year, but I don't think they they haven't really played anyone the likes of uh, Oklahoma State in that offense. So I really love the over. I think points are going to be scored no matter what. And uh, I think a big part of this is going to be for Oklahoma State to get this done. They got to manufacture pressure and get uh, you were thrown off his back foot. I said it uh, on one of the, a couple of the podcasts probably, but his footwork when he's under pressure is fucking pitiful. He's got to get that shit fixed up for the next level. He like just backpedals and just relies on just pure arm strength, but it just doesn't work. So I think that's going to be a huge key to the game. You have to get him moving backwards and force him to have some turnovers if you want to win. Right. It'll be a really interesting game for uh, for Oklahoma State. They have not played – I mean, TCU's a really good team. They're rolling right now, but they do not have the offensive firepower that Texas has. Um, B. John Robinson's gotten a super going the past few games too. Um, B. John Robinson's looked, insane, dude. He looks like the first-round talent that people think – like people were talking about prior to the season too. Um, the last – I mean – it's gone over a hundred yards in a lot, uh, almost every game. Um, and yours has looked good too. And I'm really curious to see if this Oklahoma state defense can, can hold up They're I think they're ninth in total defense in the big 12 right now. Um, I may follow you on the, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want me following you right now. Uh, Yo, get, on get that over. Home. Come on. Well, the merrier. I love it on that over, but, uh, yeah, with with Sanders being banged up, uh, I think they said he's been banged up for like three weeks though. So like, how much stock do you do you put into it? And I mean, they took TCU to two overtimes, even though they controlled most of that game. But I'm st- I mean I'm sticking away from from betting this game. But this would be a really interesting game. Honestly, this is a big game for for both teams to uh, to stay pace with with TCU. Yeah, exactly. I mean. This is I mean, this game is absolutely massive. And just one thing I want to touch on, just because we brought him up, obviously, B. John Robinson. He's probably the best running back prospect I've seen in the last, I don't know. <laughs> I know you're a Saquon guy. I think I like him more than Saquon. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The way he runs routes, he runs routes uh, like a wide receiver, dude. Yeah. Well, the problem with Saquon in college was always like, he just wanted the home run all the time. Bijan exactly. Bijan chunks yards. Uh, honestly, it reminds me a little bit more of like Najee kind of. Yeah, um, I agree. Like that run style. I was gonna say either either him or Najee. I feel he's a little more. He's like definitely leaner than Najee though too. And like just I don't know what it is with him. His route running. He literally looks like a wide receiver. Like they like they put him in the slot. They move him all over. His ball skills are elite. He's going to be a fucking weapon at the next level. I see. And- Every time I look at 2023, like it's way too early to do mock drafts or, or anything like that. But every time I see him in a mock draft, he's always going to the Bills. <laughs> That's hysterical. Chris, Chris hates Chris hates the Bills uh, like needing a running back like narrative so goddamn much. I text him like twice a week saying that he, they're going to trade like two first for McCaffrey. For McCaffrey? Out. Yeah. Um, how bad would that suck? Oh God! But yeah, honestly, like I, it's actually weird that you said that. Like I haven't looked at a mock draft yet, and this is probably the latest I've ever been because the Jets are going to the Super Bowl, obviously. Right. So let's go. Yeah. No, the other day I saw a mock that had the Jets picking at twenty-seven. 
<laughs> oh my god. I was, I, was like, that, I was like, that's not real, right? <laughs> fucking love that shit. Yo, I, there's a bunch of articles in the third best team in the AFC now, but I, mean, I, dig- I digress. Back no to college. Shock. No shocker here. All right, we'll wrap it up with our last game here. Another Big 12 game. Number 17, Kansas State. At number 8, TCU. TCU, a three-and-a-half point favor right now. Good matchup here. Uh, two veteran quarterbacks. TCU obviously coming off a very, very nice win against Oklahoma State. Um, and Kansas State had a bye last week. Um, so they got to see this game, and they got to watch. Um, Ray, what do you think about this game? Well, Adrian Martinez, I know you love Adrian Martinez. That's your boy. I was going to say, anyone who doesn't know me has, knows that I've been betting on Adrian Martinez for the last however many years, five, six <laughs> years. Sure, it started out good in the first year. It, I think my ROI, the la- the next four has been fucking negative, like a thousand. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, this is a real tempting one to me because I really, really want to hammer Kansas State. I love betting Adrian Martinez. And we talk about it. Uh, UCLA being a run-heavy team, this team is just legitimately all running all the time. It's fucking hysterical. Adrian Martinez doesn't have a thousand yards passing yet. Uh, it's really interesting though that like, like Kansas State does struggle a little bit against the run. I think they like kind of contained Oklahoma State last week, but that's not a run-heavy team, obviously. No. Um, it's, I'm really intrigued by this game. I do not know how it's going to play out. The over/under 54, like another one that's just scream soccer line to me. Uh, I really want to take the over, but Kansas State's defense is super stout. So I don't know what kind of game we're going to be seeing, to be honest with you. I, right. I really, like, what do you think? I so I don't really know. My thing is, I feel like it'll be a close game if that defense can get to Duggan um, and can slow down Quinn Johnson. Um, but if they get down early, I just don't know if they have the offensive firepower to throw the ball around the yard. Um, I don't know if they have enough with just Martinez and, and Deuce Vaughn running the ball. If they get down early, if they're able to control the line of scrimmage and control TCU's offense, then maybe they have a chance. I do think TCU ends up winning, and I do think they end up covering. Um We'll see. An emotional win last week. Maybe you fall off after that. Um, And Kansas State, obviously, is pretty much playing for their season here. Um, Because, I mean, if you lose this, you have two conference losses. And then that's – Yeah, that's right. You you have two losses. You're still – you're just a game behind, and everybody's trailing TCU. Uh, but yeah, I, while during your rant, I just decided I'm gonna end up betting Kansas State in this one because uh, <laughs> I T- said TCU was gonna cover. Yeah, I, I well that partially, but it's just I'm just thinking about it. TCU always allows. Uh, I feel like they I've, last few weeks I've been watching them; they've just been allowing a big play like in the run game. I just don't see how they're not gonna let some uh, up a couple big runs to Martinez and Vaughn. And I'm kind of a believer in this Kansas State's defense. Uh, their edge, Felix under DK Uzama, I think that's how you pronounce it. Six and a half sacks already on the air. 11 last year. He's a true threat off that edge. I think he's going to be in Duggan's face a lot. And this defense, I mean, I mean, let me just go back to see how many points they're averaging. It's something like 16.7 points per game. Yeah, 16.7. Uh, two, 221 in the air, 132 on the ground. So I guess they're a little susceptible there. But I don't know, man. I just think that they, I think this defense has been pretty, pretty consistent all year. Uh, they went into Oklahoma, beat, took them out. So why can't they go? Like, why can't they go into TCU and take them out? I may go money line. I don't know. I'm talking myself into it. 
<laughs> if I let you talk long enough, you'll you'll be in. Yeah, the, honestly, I, I you know me, I'm going. I'm riding with my boy Martinez. I'm going with them. Not I, part of not part of the competition, but just for, just for everyone knows, I'm taking Kansas State. Fair enough. Some good games this week. I mean, we didn't even mention Mississippi State, Alabama. I mean, honestly, Alabama coming off a a tough loss. I think they honestly route Mississippi State. Um, and Ole Miss LSU too. Ole Miss LSU too. That's Dude, another. Ole, that's game. another game. Ole Miss is a dog. That's fucking wild. I feel like Ole Miss is gonna. I feel like they're gonna run through them. To be honest with you, we'll hold on that. We'll get to our bets. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll move right on to the bets then. That, that'll wrap it for the previews. Ray, you want to go? No, you go. You. We just started talking about one. I, I saw your eyes light up. Let's hear it. Fair enough. Um, again, fading myself. Two and zero last week. A nice five unit win. Um, we don't have Dean's picks, unfortunately, but um, it'll probably be something stupid. I had already mentioned uh, I did like Syracuse coming in. I thought 13 and a half was way too much. So I'm taking Clemson 13 and a half. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for a fucking route. Uh, Clemson hasn't beaten anybody except a uh, fucking slapdick uh, somebody. Florida State's a pretty good team. I'm saying uh, they haven't beaten anybody buddy, by 13 and a half. Oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Except uh, Boston College, I think. But <laughs> so hopefully uh, they can control the line of scrimmage, cover 13 and a half. The other game I'm, I'm taking. Which is, I'll just clarify, that's two and a half units you put on It's two and a half. Yeah, both of these are two and a half unit bets. Uh, the second game I'm taking, I felt like I really liked LSU at home. Um, I felt like this was kind of a trap game. So I'm taking Ole Miss money line. <laughs> I got that at uh at plus one ten. Um, sent a two point five wager on that. Damn, I like that. What was the um? What did you see? Did you see like the, what the spread was at? I saw it was like three and a half the other day. I don't know. If uh, it was... It's one and a half now. Oh wow. Okay. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm talking myself into these uh, into these fades. Honestly, I like <laughs> these fades that I have. It's so funny that you're just literally picking and you're putting your money against what you think. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> Got to know yourself sometimes. Knowing me, I'll fucking lose both of these this week, and then I'm in a serious conundrum. Yeah, so I was going to say, how long do you stick with the fade guy? Like, do you just stick until you lose like a week and then, like, go back to picking for yourself? Because what happens if you just go on a heater like your, your mind does, but your fucking wallet just bleeds money? What do you do uh, if I'm losing... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, how long? Do you, like, how long the leash does Fade God have? Uh, if I lose both of these this week, it's over, okay. and then I, and then I'm the actual goat at picking games. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If I split this week, I may fade myself again. And, but if you if you go 100, percent you're clearly going. You're just gonna keep rolling. Oh, if I win both of these, I'm, I may never pick. I may never bet a game myself ever again. Love it. <laughs> okay. On that note. I did not fade myself. So this is just what my big ass brain is picking. Yeah, good call. Uh, yeah. So I like I said, Texas, Oklahoma State over sixty one. I put two units on that. I think this should be points. I like it. Points. I like it. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Uh the next I got one unit. I took I did take the sucker bet. I took UCLA plus six and a half. I just think UCLA is gonna win out, right? To be honest with you, but I'll take the fucking points as a cushion. Um and then my final one, two units. Going back to the old well, over 10.5 points in the first quarter of Ohio State versus Iowa. 
Ohio State's gonna fucking route them. Uh, the line was thirty, which it's is a tough like game. Of, honestly, they're gonna they're gonna get routed. But the, the line of thirty kind of scared me, so I was like, you know what? Over ten and a half points in the first quarter, they'll put up fucking two touchdowns in the first half of the first quarter. That Iowa defense is—I mean, their offense is pathetic, but that Iowa defense is pretty solid. They're, they're and their special teams, best in the country. Their special teams is actually unbelievable. Is it really? Yeah, they're like they're like historically good. I think that's. That's insane. <laughs> I was like reading about the, the other day. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they cover 30, but 30 is a lot, bro. 30 is a fuck ton for a fucking Big Ten game. Yeah, it's actually like Iowa, too. Like, fuck. We'll see. Got to text Dean, see what, uh, see what he's got, but it'll probably be like Max dug into throwing interception or something. <laughs> Five units on that. <laughs> I can't believe you put five units on a fucking player prop last week. I can't believe it went to double overtime and he didn't hit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's brutal. All right. That'll wrap it for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of our college football preview. Stick with us. We got some big NFL previews. Honestly, not that big because this NFL slate sucks. It's fucking miserable. Brutal. <laughs> But uh, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Ray, appreciate you. See you.